Welcome to another inspiring yet godly episode of the True Voice Podcast Show. I am Olanike Akirimisi. Um, so I will be starting a book reading series, of course, an inspiring one, a godly one, life-changing one. So it's going to be a kind of both real life story and fiction it all depends on what the author and writer of the stories decided to make do of his or work so starting today i will be reading god of the bad ones god of the bad ones written and published by peace dolapo Adeniro, popularly known as the Ofola. Today I will be starting with Diary of a Saved Soul. Don't go away. I'm very sure that you wouldn't want to miss a bit of this book, God of the Bad Ones. Stay tuned. Now is the time to give your all to Jesus. You have struggled enough. You have waddled in sin enough. His arms are wide open to embrace you. Jesus is calling to you. He's saying, come unto me because he wants to give you rest. And guess what? Tomorrow may be too late because no one knows the hour that the Son of Man will return. These words from Pastor Thompson punctuated the stillness of the auditorium. I made my way down the aisle to the front of the altar, head bowed, like a drenched fowl. Pastor Thompson, the resident pastor of the Inspiration Church, a stout man in his 50s, continued in a soft but stern voice which held the whole auditorium spellbound. He is waiting for you. His arms are wide open. He says, come unto me. All ye that laboring are heavy laden. He wants to give you rest. Why not choose this day to enter into the rest of the Lord? I had not planned on going to church that day. Actually, the last time I was in church service was in 2014. When my parents organized the special Thanksgiving service for me on my return from Sokoto State. Where I had won my one year National Youth Service Corps posting. They had heard of the political and ethnic unrest in the region, and my mother had claimed she embarked on a 21-day fast for my protection and safe return. Um, my parents were staunched Baptists, and I was brought up in like manner, following all the do's and don'ts of the holy book. The ones we can, and making sure we didn't enter the black books of the reverend I had maintained my church boy personnel all through my first and second years in the university but on my third i decided to step out of my box and experience life and get in the moment i met friends who dubbed themselves free thinkers they derived pleasure in questioning biblical teachings and church doctrines and their arguments sort of appealed to my logic. I found a lot of inconsistencies and never make sense theories in the teachings. 
And that was how I began deviating from the gathering of the brethren. I wasn't a bad boy. I was no longer a church boy. Fast forward to, the, to this morning when my neighbor, Felix, literally coerced me into coming to his church for Sunday service. IKEDC had been messing us up for a while now. My generator got broken as well. So, in my quest to look for where to charge my gadgets, I had taken the unpalatable choice of approaching Felix to help me charge in his church after his failed attempts to invite me for one service or the other. Bruh, we don't charge for non-members. Whoa, he said that at first. And after a series of back and forth, he said, well, you did have to come in and monitor your stuff. You know, I am a worker and I will be busy. I might not have the luxury to keep an eye on them. That makes sense. A two-hour service wouldn't move a grain of sand. Well, newsflash. It was about to move mountains. Deep down, I felt like I had disappointed God. My mother had always told me that God gave me talent and gifts so that I would use them to propagate the gospel of Christ. My baptismal name is Samuel. And at every opportunity she got, my mom retreats the story of Samuel and tells me how important it is for me to give my all to God. Until now, I didn't realize that the seeming emptiness I had been feeling for close to five years now had been a yearning to get back on track with my maker. It suddenly dawned on me as I stood before Pastor Thompson that I had missed home. By home, I mean the household of God, the presence of God. I felt like the prodigal son as I thought about how far I had drifted. I remember all the times I had narrowly escaped mishaps and circumstances that many people, free thinkers alike, have tagged a supernatural orchestration. Tears welled up in my eyes. My dear brother, say after me, Lord Jesus, Pastor Thompson's voice pierced my thoughts. I said the prayer with all sincerity, fighting back tears as I did so. As even cue, a sonorous voice raised the song. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. I knew the song by Tasha Cobbs. It had been my mom's ringtone when it was newly released and have frost-headed song in my school fellowship up to the point where it became an anthem. But the song hit differently right there and then. Indeed, I knew there were chains that needed to be broken. However, the song didn't hit different. It sounded different, as if an angel had come down from heaven to sing it. I had goosebumps all over and blinking away the tears in my eyes. I looked up to the choir stand and see who was singing. Wait, what? This has got to be a joke, Abby. I'm not seeing well, Ni. This is Luciana now. She had been looking at me while I was as I was saying my prayers after the pastor. 
Immediately, our gazes collided. She looked away. I would probably not have recognized her because of the choir robe she was wearing and the black wig which she had used to cover her blonde low cut. A large forehead, dreamy eyes, and luscious lips gave her away. The same cigar-holding lips that attracted me to her on Friday night at the club. Tega had introduced Luciana to me on Friday night. The babe who would eventually take my virginity. Tega, my friend, from school, had been the only bad boy. I have developed the lasting friendship with because I loved his vibes, save for the fact that he was amused by me being a virgin at 25. I went with him to the club that night in a bid to make Tega stop seeing me as a child. I wasn't given to smoking and drinking, but I was determined to do the other stuff they do in clubhouses with attached brutals. Luciana caught my attention right from the moment she stepped into the dimly lit hall, wearing a backless bodycon jumpsuit that magnified the volume of a camel toe. Cigar in her mouth, she walked past where I was, swinging her waist seductively as she said a quick hi, and from where she was. I noticed she was stealing glances in my direction. Long story short, we had sex. It was my first, and it was with a war. But as it is now, it seemed she isn't a full-time war. Brother, please take the form. Pastor Thompson's voice and his gentle tap on my shoulder jolted me to reality. I took the form from the ushers standing next to me already, mumbling, uh, uh, th th thank you. I stole a quick glance at him and, wait, I took another look at him. Ah, uh -uh. I submit this dude now. Nah. I couldn't seem to place it, but I knew I wouldn't be fooled by his sharp suit and sweet smile. I looked keenly at him. Yes, Nahimo. In your Mayweather, this guy, man. It was at the same club I met Luciana. This dude had come in with his peeps in a rather dramatic manner that sort of set off one of the bounces. He was allowed in later on, but then he got into trouble with another customer over one of the strippers. She was supposed to give him a lap dance, but decided to tend to the other dude first. Long story, long story short, there were throwing of hands, exchange of blows, raining of slaps, broken bottles here and there. It was the usual scenery of a bar brawl. I had come to recognize Mayweather was eventually whisked out by security. The Lord bless you, sir. Your Mayweather said to me, Ha! Egba me? Okay, oh. Amen, bro. I collected the sleep, which read, New Converts Sleep, and went back to my seat. I felt like I had been overdramatic with the auto call and my resolution to rededicate my life to Christ. I mean, by all moral measures, I feel like I'm better than the people welcoming me into the fold of the saints. Maybe my free-thinking friends were right after all. 
religion is nothing but a scam. Just do good and don't hurt another human being. You will be fine. I managed to hold myself through the remaining part of the service, after which I collected my gadgets from where I was charging and escaped unnoticed. I had been told to wait after the service for counseling and some new converts class. Thanks, but no thanks. I will just go home. Jeez. I couldn't help but replay the scene in my head. It was funny and not funny at the same time. Something got activated in me as that altar call was made and I felt that was a new beginning for me. But guess what? It is all seeming like theories now. Be like, say, last, last. Now everybody did disguise for this treat. The body I felt might have been merely a temporal emotional response to captivating words. I know some people are blessed with the ability to convince other people into doing certain things. I brushed the thoughts off as I downed a bottle of cold water. Tomorrow is Monday. I need to plan my week and catch some sleep before Tega arrives for our Sunday evening rituals of Scrabble and some PS4. Had barely settled into my couch when I heard a knock on my door. Guy, how far? Now, Felix, uh, got bus, what's up now? I grumbled. I did sleep. Come back later, I beg. The last thing on my mind was anything that would remind me of church. But then, Felix is a wonderful guy and someone I weirdly feel comfortable with. You did sleep? I am spirit the talk bar. I like it. Open the door, Jare. He said, laughing. I got up and opened the door for Felix, who had a customized plastic bag with the church name. It's your first time coming to my church, and since you decided not to stand up for recognition, I collected your palliatives in brackets, in quotes, on your behalf. Here you go. He handed the bag to me. It contained two pieces of mint pie, a pack of small chops, and a pack of cold juice. Palliative indeed, as if they knew that I was too lazy to cook that afternoon. Wow, thanks so. God bless you. Amen, bro. There were actually two packs of small chops, but I took one as per prophet offering. It's not easy carrying a plastic bag all the way from church now. Felix, though, I'll come to your apartment to take a replacement. Shabby, your mom has sent you Gary and stockfish as usual. No pina, we gathered thee. Felix replied with a smile. All hail the most generous neighbor I have ever heard. He followed me back into my apartment and sat on the couch. Guy, why you run commercial church like that? I was glad in my spirit when you came out for the auto call. He kept quiet, searching my eyes for some clue. Then, he continued when I didn't say anything. See, you have been in my prayers for a while now. That God should draw you to himself and bring you into the knowledge of the truth because I feel it in my spirit that you are going to be an instrument in the hands of Jesus. I was so happy that my prayers have finally been answered. But right in the middle of the call, I noticed the shift, something I can't explain. 
I was hoping to have a talk with you after the service. And then, boom! You left before you we finished sharing the goodness. What happened? What's going on? I've never really discussed personal stuff with Felix, but I feel comfortable around him. And at that moment, I decided to tell him everything. He listened with rapt attention as I explained my deepest concerns and spiritual yearnings up to the discovery of church today. Felix let out a deep sigh as I finished and the first thing he said after then was, Mind if I say a quick word of prayer? Oh, not at all. Felix led a quick prayer and then smiled at me. See, I'm happy that this happened to you. First of all, Christianity is more than a religion. It is a lifestyle. And I really wish a lot of people understood that. Living like Christ is what Christianity is about. Meaning that whatever cannot be found in Jesus should not be found in you. It also means that you live your life according to his word and statutes. You can see that this goes beyond ticking Christianity whenever you're filling a form because you are a member of a church. Having established this, we realize that nobody who calls himself a Christian is indeed a Christian. There are nominal Christians and there are the practicing ones. The latter is what God requires of us. By implication, not everyone who comes to church is really a Christian. My grandfather of blessed memory said something one day after witnessing a face-off between some church workers. After ensuring I wasn't lost in the conversation, he continued. Gone are the days when the world used the church as a yardstick for discipline. Gone are the days when you have to attain a level of spiritual maturity before you're allowed to join the workforce because you can't afford to misbehave. Gone are the days of open rebuke in the church, days when people who aren't yet mature spiritually would still want to conduct themselves properly to avoid embarrassment that comes with open rebuke. Sadly, you discover that these days, the church is allowing itself to become what it preaches against. How tight turn. Felix paused to catch his breath. We are in the age where people are put in spiritual positions using canal yardsticks. Someone is appointed to head a unit based on commitment, most especially financial commitment. Another person is allowed to lead prayers because he is always present in every service, forgetting that availability does not often translate to spirituality. In no time, such a person is penned down for the position of a deacon, added advantage if he speaks good English and can pray in tongues. Then later, he goes on to head a newly planted branch of the church with pastor in quotes attached as a prefix to his name. Then when they start to show their colors, the hidden laugh at the body of Christ. Felix paused again. As though allowing my, his words to permeate my thoughts, I was listening to him and thinking about the atrocities I have seen a lot of office orders in church committees and how in some cases the pastorate cover them up to avoid bad press. My dad had once mentioned the case of a deacon in his former church sleeping with a 15-year-old girl. 
the girl's family had been paid a, paid a huge sum of money to keep quiet. And if and that if the case ever got out, no one would believe a girl who had once been spiritually diagnosed of being a mummy water over a deacon of such gracious repute. He continued. There's only there's also the category of people who really want to please God and walk in his ways, but somehow they can't help relapsing into their old nature, even after answering altar calls multiple times. They haven't been able to push the flesh on the subjection. Each time they relapse into sin, they sincerely regret it. They cry and ask for forgiveness in the corners of their rooms. And indeed, God forgives them as he's willing to. You know, I always said that God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. If you have been captured by a higher calling, it is your duty to step up into the supernatural and spiritual demands of such calling and not to disappoint God. Remember, you have to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. The fear of the one who has sent you should restrain you from yielding to the demands of the flesh. And he thought that the higher I am, the mightier the crash should make you tremble, thereby doing all it takes to stay high and not fall. The journey of salvation is a personal one. You and only you will stand before the judgment throne to account for everything you've done. Your pastor will face his own. Your journey to leader will face his own as well. Focus on your own journey. And if you notice anyone falling by the roadside, help them up. Don't mock them. Pray for them while ensuring that you're also on track yourself. Guy, show you the film is so. Now, this is Felix. All the while, I listened attentively to what Felix was saying, or maybe what God was saying to me through Felix. I felt like cold water had been poured on me, so thin and refreshing. I felt fresh. I can't wait to start this journey with Jesus. I blotted out. I understand the excitement, Felix said with a smile. Working with Jesus is the sweetest thing that would ever happen to you. But let me prepare your mind, fam. It won't be easy, oh, trust me. The devil will come for you. Temptations upon temptations, challenges upon challenges. And trust me, for some, you will fail, you will fall. But then, when you fall down, don't stay down. Pick yourself. And run into the open arms of Jesus. Continually ask for grace. Guy, you will find yourself at crossroads. So, but that's where you need the guidance of the Holy Spirit and the wisdom of God. Nobody say I just scare you, but it is what it is. We all have our share of things like this. I have never been this sweet-bellied, if there is any word like that. Brove. Felix continued. I'm always here, you know, in case you need help. Anything, a prayer buddy, body bearer and stuff. You'll be my guy now. But the first step after you have said yes to Jesus now is to be acquainted yourself with the word of God. I will spare time every evening starting from today to study the word with you until next Sunday when you will catapult yourself back to church to start the foundation class you missed today. 
An incoming call on Felix's phone interrupted our dis discussion. Felix picked the call and was silent for about five minutes. Facial expressions changing from shock to confusion to something like pity before he dropped the call with a somewhat sad smile. I could read the indecision on his face as to whether to tell me what was going on or not. Spill it, bro, if you don't mind, I said. It's mommy Gina, Pastor Thompson's wife. She's packing out of the house at the moment. She discovered P -p -p Pastor Thompson has been sleeping with Luciana, his wife's mentee. Um, wow, what a story, what a story, what a story, what a story. Wow, what a story. So, thank you so much. This is not the end of the uh, of the book God of the Bad Ones. This is just the beginning. I'm sure you want to know what happened to Pastor Thompson. I want to know. How come? Wow. Pastor Thompson and his wife's mentee, Luciana. What will become of this young man, Samuel, who just rededicated his life to Jesus? What will become of Felix? who is already feeling or occupying the position of a mentor in the life of Samuel. Join me again next Saturday on the True Voice Podcast Show. I am Olani Kekirimsi. Till then, bye. Shalom. Shalom.